What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 142 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Egan, and joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how yes. are you doing? How is your weekend, my friend? It was good. It was chill. We got a, a, a date night in. On Saturday, we went to Area 15, so that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, had to get a little bit uh, big rip. Final day of Overwatch 1, I believe it's today or yesterday of the recording. Uh, But definitely an end to a legacy, um, great memories. But, of course, Overwatch 2 is around the corner. It's going to be free to play, so I'm excited to make more memories. Uh, other than that, though, I didn't really get a whole lot of gaming in, uh, clean a little bit the other day and, and just kind of chill out, man. How was your weekend, my friend? Uh, my weekend was good. A, a lot of Splatoon 3 uh, went back nice. and, and played a little bit more of uh, Shredder's Revenge to try and get some more of the uh, little collectibles and trophies and whatnot. Uh, and then we started watching the show on Netflix called All of Us Are Dead, which is like a Korean zombie show, uh, which if you're into that kind of thing, I highly recommend. It was a lot of good fun. Uh, but... Before we get into the news topics, we get, we had some breaking news uh, to share with everybody. And Ryan, uh, you and I were both surprised by this because uh, neither of us were the ones to enter. <laughs> but uh, we are a finalist for Best Podcast at the Esports Business Summit Tempest Awards, which will be held November 1st through the 3rd out here in Las Vegas. So to whomever entered us, Thank you. <laughs> if you yes. would like to come forward, uh, we would love to thank yeah. you and give you a proper uh, show of our gratitude. Uh, but this is obviously also coming on the heels of being a finalist at the podcast award. So Ryan, uh, a lot of exciting stuff for us lately. Huge. You know, again, thank you so much for uh, whoever did go out and, and put us in and nominate us. Uh, it's always an honor when you're being recognized either by your colleagues or, or just people that listen. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And it's because of folks like that and the folks that are listening that download uh, that we're able to do this every week. So again, thank you. But enough about us. We are joined by a very special guest this week uh, who is one of the co-stars in a game that I know Ryan is on both of our most anticipated list. Uh, he plays Nightwing and Gotham Knights. Christopher Sean joins us. Christopher, how are you doing, my friend? I know this was a long time uh, in the making, and we're so glad you're on. I'm uh, I'm honored to be hanging out with the finalists of the best podcast <laughs> streaming site here. Uh, thank you both for having me. I'm very very excited for Gotham Knights. Obviously, uh, as you saw, yes, <laughs> really, really awesome. Um, just honored to be Nightwing and honored to be a part of the uh, this huge DCWB uh, project. And we can't wait to chat about that and your career. Uh, but first, we got a couple of quick news items. Ryan, uh, I know this is one that uh, I know you're shocked by this news. <laughs> listen, listen, I called this before it even launched, but we officially know now that Google Stadia is dead uh, it, I believe very much so it was dead on arrival. The 
technical and and the, the cloud streaming. If you're not familiar with it, it's Google's uh, video game division is what they they basically made this cloud server to be able to stream games to people. Out the gate, it, it, it was super. I, I just feel like they rushed it, and I felt like this was very much a product that was still in beta. They still had things to work out in it. The technology is great. Again, like I said, as far as streaming games and streaming platforms for games, Stadia's technology is, is, is solid, but they made some crucial mistakes. Number one, they have no incentive really for gamers to pick it up. Uh, you know, you've got PlayStation with their exclusives. You've got, Microsoft and Xbox with the, with Game Pass and things like that. There was no real incentive. You, there wasn't even like discounted stuff or any kind of first party uh, games that were coming to them. Not to mention, again, a, a cloud streaming. I, I would think is you know how the model has gone. It's it's very much a consumer friendly way of be of people being able to play games on different devices without having to physically own a console or ha- you know having um all kinds of other uh, things that you're going to need or a PC so it, it just kind of this just was never it, it wasn't there it was never there I, I feel like stadia was absolutely rushed by Google and this also poses another problem as well because it is cloud based it the the games that you purchase from it and and people have been playing on there's no way for them to play those games they're not going to be able to get their money back now Google is offering refunds for hardware purchases and things like that but as far as the games go the people that have invested in the games on there and paid the prices they just lose the games they lose the money they lose the games and that is absolutely brutal not only not to mention but developers and folks that were working on stadia were also surprised by this announcement of it just discontinuing it wasn't too long ago i think it was late last year maybe where they were saying you know it's not shutting down we're continuing to move forward and i mean again if you didn't see the writing in the wall we know that google is not afraid to walk away from projects a couple years in look at google glass there's Mm -hmm. there's a number of other options and, and and things that they've just walked away from and that's why me personally i couldn't invest in this uh and and right now too there's way better cloud services uh, again we were talking about microsoft and game pass where you're getting a ton of games and you can play you can stream it you can play from the cloud steam has one geforce now amazon luna it, it, it just was I, I felt like google rushed to try to be the first to come out with cloud gaming knowing it was on the horizon other people were already working on their stuff and it, it just was I, I just feel like this was always doomed to fail and this was not surprising this should not be a surprise to you the servers officially close uh i want to say january 18th of 2023 yeah, i know okay. it's january 2023 yeah so man this is not a surprise 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was an intriguing idea with some poor execution. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think there was like a lot of confusion right off the bat with some of the games you would pay for, some of the games you could download for free, uh, and and mm-hmm. you know, being a cloud service, and now that it's shutting down, this is like the worst nightmare when gamers think of of. Uh, not owning physical games, right? Because then you're like, wait, what happens if the service goes away and then all the games we bought just just poof, go up in smoke? Uh, right. I, I think what this is too is is Google has all the money in the world and thought they could just kind of buy their way into the gaming industry. And I think mm. this is just kind of shows that uh, you need more than an interesting idea. Uh, obviously, you need much better execution. Uh, but if it was... If it was as easy as throwing a bunch of money at it, a bunch more companies would be in the gaming industry, right? So I, I think that this is kind of a little bit of a cautionary tale that, uh, you know, maybe for the apples of the world and, and maybe even Amazon long term, that just because you have uh, buckets and buckets of, of money does not guarantee you success uh, or that you can even make a mark into the gaming industry and to maybe be a little more careful and wary with, with how you proceed with that. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with Amazon as well. And and them coming in with, uh, I don't even remember that uh, uh, MOBA that they came out with, Crucible, I think it was. But, you know, that ended up dying. Um, it, it's just crazy to me that it's like, what's the point? What was, it was just all wasted money to do it. And I feel like to be able to walk away from something like that, you've put so much into it. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe they do have cash to throw around like that. But I mean, come on, you could have at least done a little more with it. Now, they did say they will not be like selling off the technology, the cloud technology uh, to anybody else. They plan on using that technology in other applications, which is smart because, again, they, they, they did it pretty solidly. But I mean, when you're when you're toting. 4k streaming i was like no way dude that is a ton of of data i was like there's no way you can keep up with that like the infrastructure alone for for your consumer it does not exist to be able to do that um so you know it, it, it just wasn't a good strategy not not to mention they also had a proprietary encoder so games had to be developed specifically for uh stadia which on a developer side is, I mean, there was just so many red flags from the jump off before they even came out. Not to mention the fact that um, there there were other things that uh, didn't release. Either they didn't release at all or they released like late, like being able to play on an iPhone. Um, you, you know, you could play everywhere. They're saying this, and but but you couldn't do it on an iPhone and they end up circumventing it by you would use your web browser mm-hmm. in order to do it instead of being able to do do it uh through an app so i don't know it was it it, it this is not surprising uh it, it i always hate to see something you know somebody try and and just have a, a fail like this but uh, i definitely feel that there's applications and things from this that can be taken into the future whether it's from just learning from seeing how they did things and what didn't work or, you know, like I'm saying that technology that they were talking about. Um, hopefully there's some good that can come out of this, but this isn't surprising 
Uh, Christopher, did you ever uh, mess around with Stadia? No, I'm a PS5 console as well as PC um, ESO gamer. That's what mm-hmm. I'm kind of running right now. Yeah, yeah. It just, there was just, this, the incentive was never there. There was no reason to buy in. I didn't have a Google, uh, Google Chromecast, I think it was, that you had to have or anything that worked with that system. So the only place I could play it on was my PC. Which I was like, if I'm at my PC, why wouldn't I just launch the game launcher or run it from my PC? It didn't make sense. So, as an actor there, uh, how do you feel about kind of like the rise in, in all these uh, platforms and streaming services and kind of that segmentation of, you know, maybe one project's available on A but not B and, and, and uh, that kind of um, split that, that's happening? You know, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of. It's kind of the same as, as network television. You know, when you're on a primetime series or a daytime series, there's NBC, CBS, and, and um, you know, uh, Disney Channel and so on. Um, now that there's the streaming services, there's just more parties that are able to create content. So there's opportunity available for everyone. And yes, I, I mm-hmm. think that there should be some revamps in, in reference to um, performance capture contracts. Um, and um, streaming contracts. I think that the actors who are fighting for basic cable uh, rights and, and, and monetary uh, payments, uh, I think that uh, you're fighting for pennies now with sh- streaming and, and video games. But I do think that because the opportunities are there, people still have content. People, content is king. So people will always want that content, will always fight for that. So now that we have more in the markets, more opportunity, but again, um, you know, sometimes quality is better than quantity, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. But I'm a big gamer. Yep. I don't know. You guys are talking about uh, state. You guys run PC. I, I'm a PlayStation 5 console. I've been doing COD, and um, now I have PlayStation Extra. So I've been kind of playing, like, you know, a new game every week. <laughs> Whatever's free, just kind of jump in, try it out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I have uh, I have a PlayStation Five as well, and I did the same thing. I, I wasn't sure how I was gonna like their new tiered system, but it's funny because once I got it, I was like, I'll give it a month, I'll try it out, and and then if anything, I can always go back to just like the basic thing. But like, I, I'm it's the same way. I'm finding all kinds of games that I never played, and I was like, oh, I was like, I gotta check this out, or or you know, it's like I got like half the Dynasty Warriors. Of course, I gotta jump back in and play that. Yes, like it, it, like I was like, yeah, it's legit. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were playing. Uh, we were playing some mini golf, golf with your friends. It was called last. Oh night. yeah, we were playing. There's dangerous golf. That's next. Playing steep. That's offered right now. Just kind of jumping in and out of different games, seeing which ones we uh, as a as a little group we enjoy. If anyone wants to jump in game on PC, P, uh, PS Five, hit me up, Christopher Sean. Uh, I'll run with you guys. I love it. Nice. I love it. And speaking of PlayStation, uh, to sneak in one more news item here, there is a report going out around that we could get a Horizon Zero Dawn remake or remaster. Uh, I honestly, I'm always confused on on which <laughs> what what qualifies mm-hmm. each for what. Anyway. Um, the report saying it would have more accessibility features. Uh, there would be a multiplayer aspect to it. Uh, 
I'm a little torn on this one. Okay, look, if if I was a little torn on the on the Last of Us getting a, a remake and then a remaster, um, I think Horizon holds up really well. Uh, it it you know the first game's only four years old. I want to say now, right? Uh, so. Man, Ryan, I don't know. What what are your thoughts? I I I tend to think that this is too soon, uh, especially because you can still <laughs> play Horizon and it's still in a very playable state, um, and not. And this is not something that that I feel feel like is needed. You know, when when I think of remakes and remasters, I still think of games that maybe are. I don't know, eight, 10 plus years uh, old and, and could, you know, mm-hmm. benefit. like the mass effect uh, legendary edition that could benefit with some of the modern improvements uh, that have happened since. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think of, of zero dawn as a dated game uh, by a long shot yet. Come on, buddy. This is about them ducats. <laughs> Come on, man. No, it's way too soon to even be talking about a remake. I mean, the second one just came out, what, last year, the year before? Uh, last year, I think. Uh, this is, this is, I, I like, you, you know how I feel. If you guys have been listening at all, you guys know how I feel about remakes and remasters. Kind of like Lucas was saying, there's a time and a place for them. Uh, yes, I agree, because I, I was one that, I'm am, am enjoying currently enjoying the Mass Effect uh, trilogy and being able to have that on on next gen. Me being that I've never played it uh, was huge. But oh, man, this just I, the the only thing I would say that's intriguing to me about this is is a multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And even then, I, I I couldn't justify I couldn't justify getting it. I just couldn't do it. Like I've already played it i went through it i beat it i went pretty extensively into side quests and stuff like that i'm you know halfway through the second one i i need to get back on that i don't even know if i'm halfway i might be like like 30 percent maybe <laughs> <I came laughs> <this> big. <laughs> but yeah this is if these rumors and again i, I know that there, there's been reports about it but we haven't officially gotten any kind of confirmation that this is something that's happening but in this day of a or like leaks and things like that, it wouldn't be surprising if this may end up being true. But ah, I just don't. It's just so unnecessary. I'd I'd rather them focus on a new IP or continuing the story than taking resources and time to do a remake of a, of a game that has been out for less than four less than five years so that's a big old negatory for me (laughs) christopher are you are you hopping on the remake train um well i'm i'm under nda so i'm not allowed to say anything about the project um yeah i'm not allowed to say anything about the project I, i worked on horizon forbidden west and oh um, okay 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 their, their team is their team is awesome they're freaking very very passionate and very very they're just great i auditioned for the project i remember i auditioned for the project and like i kept getting callbacks kept getting callbacks and i kept meeting with the director and the executive producer i believe and um they were just amazing people and then i didn't hear anything for like two years and then i got a call oh, saying, wow. hey we got a role for you 
Yeah. Really? Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in Horizon Forbidden West, and outside of that, I can't really mm-hmm. say much, but if when you get further down the road, I'm kind of a side quest, my character is. Ah, so I, I will be seeing you yeah. at some point then. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Shirtless and painted up, bro. I got you. I'm gonna give you a big <laughs> <Yes>. hug. <laughs> yes. What What is that feeling like when when you get so many callbacks and then there's like a really long lapse in time and then they call back and be like, "Hey, we got something for you." Like, do you did you even realize that it was it was Forbidden West that w- that was calling you at that point? Um, yeah, because there's code names to projects. So when oh, yeah. they contact you and they say, "Hey, X X project is reaching back out to you." And you don't have to even audition. The role is yours if you want it. But like that's really, really a, a compliment to the hard work that you put into this industry because 99% of the time it's rejection. It's no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So the few times that you, you know, when you kind of separate yourself from the rejection and say, my job is to audition. That's it. If I get into the audition, I'm winning. Um, when you start to have that type of mentality, you know, you, you don't. You don't see giving up as an option. You, you see it as this is the best job in the world because I get to play every day, you know. Um, but in the end, it's 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 a lovely feeling to be told, hey, we, we liked what you did. You didn't get that role, but we have something else specifically for you. And that's really cool. Like, absolutely. So did you have you played the game? Did you play it? Honestly, um, my friends were always like, you got to play. You got to play. I remember that was kind of the release Horizon Zero Dawn was the release game with the PlayStation 5, and that was heavily pushed and heavily marketed, and I thought that was like one of the most spectacular, visually pleasing games that I'd seen uh, with the cybernetic dinosaurs and and, mm-hmm. and the rot that was kind of taking over the world. I thought it was this beautiful dystopian uh, visual paradise. I did not play it. Uh, I, I was stuck on... Uh, I was stuck on Destiny and Destiny 2 yes. and I was stuck on Elder Scrolls Online and I I was playing uh, so many other games. Call of Duty. I mean, Call of Duty, I still play Modern Warfare. I'm excited mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the 2 to come out, but I'll probably be playing a lot of Gotham Knights when that drops. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did not get a chance to play that. I did start playing Forbidden West, though, when that dropped. Nice. Cause I was like, I gotta, I gotta get into it now that I'm in it. I gotta see myself in the game. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Nice, that is awesome. We'll see. We'll see though if uh, these rumors do turn out to be true. Again, it would be really intriguing. I think personally to see what they would do with the multiplayer, uh, because that would be the thing. Somebody that that has played it and has beaten uh, the first one, like to me being able to do a different aspect of it and we have the vr2 game uh as well so i it wouldn't be surprising to have something like that and maybe they there's some truth there but not everything maybe it's not necessarily like a remaster mm-hmm. or a remake but it's almost like a side shoot like we made this specifically having it in mind having a multiplayer experience so we'll see we'll see how it goes again there there were reports on it but uh, uh we'll see what of that if there's any truth to it or not, but yeah, Christopher, you're 100% correct. It's an absolutely visually stunning game and, and being able to have that experience on a PS five, uh, you know, you're going to be able to maximize uh, that gorgeousness. If you have not played, uh, them on PS five, like it, it is 
ridiculously crisp. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, let's let's take a quick commercial break. We're coming back, talking with Christopher, Gotham Knights, everything he's got going on. We'll be right back, y'all. If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On, and on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to the short messages. And now comes the fun part of the episode. And Christopher... I just want to start with when you're leading up to a, a major release like Gotham Knights, you know, and now we're just a couple weeks away. Uh, obviously, being set in the Batman universe, fans are, are really excited for it. What's that like for you as an actor to be part of such a big project? And now we're getting close to when uh, the world gets to get their hands on it. It's really exciting. And the anticipation is overflowing. I'm I'm just honored to be a part of it. I never expected being a half Asian American, Japanese American kid to be able to portray a superhero like Nightwing, uh, Batman's first protege. To be entirely honest, um, when I auditioned for the role, I had a general idea of what character, what project it was. And mm-hmm. after auditioning, I got a call and they were like, hey, do you know what you're auditioning for? I was like, I believe so. They said, they really liked you. So you're coming back and you're going to be auditioning for Dick Grayson, Nightwing. I was like, whoa, um, <laughs> mind blowing. But again, to be from where we started to where we are now, ah, man, it's it's been quite the journey. And I'd love to say that, um, I'd love to say I'm feeling cool and collected, but in all honesty, <laughs> I'm overly excited, overly joyous. And, and I'm just a small part, a very, very small part to what the team put together. Patrick Redding, Anne LeMay, Wilson Mui, Jeff, uh, uh, again, the cast, America Young, Stephen O. Young, Sloan Siegel, these guys, every single person put their heart and soul into this project. We flew out to Montreal to film at WB Studios up there, and it was an amazing journey. And to see it all kind of coming out, to come to culmination to this point where, you know, everyone's going to be a part of it. And there was some haters online, there always are. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, to see to see now the sway, the change as we release more and more marketing through uh, IGN and and uh, all over Twitter, it's it's really really it's awesome. Well, the release date is October twenty first, but um, 
I saw it said 25 on there. The 25th was my birthday. So I was like, oh, this is going to be the perfect birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they moved it up to October 21st, which is even better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited. Sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I know that you guys have been putting uh, a ton of work into this. Tell us a little bit about the experience that you had. Like when you guys were, when or when you were recording lines, is that something that you guys did collaboratively or was it more of an individual thing and you were like playing a recording, working with the director? Tell us your experience. Well, they flew us all to Montreal and we got to film in one of the biggest motion capture studios um, in North America, which is awesome. And being out there, it was just... Uh, the terminology is the sandbox. You get to go into the sandbox and play and create. And that was just an, an experience in itself, being there, working with Wilson, having Simon Peacock, one of the directors on set, having Anne LeMay there, having a writer there. These are all DC accredited, DC vetted people that are mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, we, we chose you. And that's that's mm-hmm. amazing to be, again, chosen having to go through the gamut of creative executives that say, yes, you're perfect for that role. But again, wearing the performance capture suit up there in Montreal, there was a snowstorm at one point. We're working our way through back and forth from studio to hotel and being on set with everyone. Um, it was incredible. It was an experience that I've never had before. And, and I'm, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. And I'm so excited for you guys to see what was created. This project is so cool. And they're not even showing you, like, they're showing you glimpses. You know, this this open world Gotham City. I mean, how cool is that? Like, you get to truly experience Gotham City. Ah, The graphics are incredible. The fighting styles are amazing. The team that did the stunt work. um, You know, we did some of the fighting. They weren't, I don't think they were allowed to let us do that. But, (laughs) but, uh... (laughs) You know, I was like, come on, man. Like, I've got martial arts experience. My boy's got martial arts. Let us try. Right. And so they kind of were like, you know, talking amongst themselves. And they're like, if anything goes wrong, we're stopping it right there. Uh, And, you know, I got hit a few times by Steven. And he's like a truck, man. He hit me. And I was like, "Mm, hold it in. in." So, yeah, Red Hood is that stallion. I mean, he is that guy. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. You I know, love it. You know, obviously the the Batman games uh, have a great history of being, you know, pillars uh, of of you know some of the best examples of, of comic book games done right. Uh, so, what did it mean to you to to be able to be a part of that kind of heritage uh, and contribute something new uh, to to what has been one of the, the the best you know superhero franchises out there so far, and in, 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 at least in recent memory. Um. Well, thank you for saying that because I truly feel the same way. I think that the uh, Arkham games, everything, when it comes to DC video games, they're doing it right. And Mm -hmm. to be a part of that, to be, again, to be chosen to be a part of that from this team. And, you know, they champion diversity this time around. There has not been an Asian American uh, to to portray uh, Red Hood or Nightwing. So to have that in itself is like, that's a gift. Um, but yeah, to be a part of something again, so big, (sighs) it's a dream come true. I I had a picture of, of who I thought was Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond in my phone, hanging upside down, working out, doing crunches shirtless. And I had that in my phone and I had that as my wallpaper, my cell phone for many, many years. And then when I was auditioning and I got the call back, 
that that story is crazy in itself. But when I got the call back, I remember going to my, uh, I had to drive to Arizona, drop the kids off, come back, the car broke down. Anyway, crazy story. I had to basically pack my dad's house, drive back to Arizona U-Haul. But as I was doing that, I found my Grayson book. Um, and in the Grayson book, I found the image of Dick Grayson hanging upside down, who I thought, again, was Terry McGinnis. And I've had that in my phone for over a decade. So it was it was surreal to think that, like, oh, my gosh, like, did I did I manifest this? Like, right. Is, is this is this the manifestation? Because so awesome. truly, like, you know, I saw it so saw it so much and I was always training to to again be that. So to be told that, you know, I'm going to be Dick Grayson Nightwing is surreal and to be a part of something that's so to me going to be the like the perfect DC video game is just amazing. Let me ask you, especially being familiar with the character beforehand, you know how sometimes you have this, uh, I don't know, bigger, bigger than life vision of, of these people. I, I know one, one thing, uh, for me was like Oedipus and then playing that character. Do you take in experiences and information that you had and know, um, or is it something that you just kind of start going through the lines, learning more about what's going on, the mood, what's going on and the overall story. And then just kind of pull from all those places. I think, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. Um, it's obviously shows that you've got experience, <laughs> but uh, I would say, you know, for me, it goes back to the Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee quote. And I'm summarizing. I always say this, take what works, discard what doesn't and make it your own. So mm -hmm. with that, I'd studied a lot and I know quite a bit of Nightwing, nowhere near as these masters would know. But again, I know a lot for what I know, but I know that if I only tried to do what I thought was Dick Grayson, what I thought was Nightwing, then it would be acting. So my mm -hmm. goal was to take what I know, apply my own experiences and create something that has my fingerprint and still was respecting the the quality of character that was created uh, to the writers and to all the fans. So, it, you know, this is this is as closest to I can get to making the best Nightwing possible for, from my experience and from what the directors had told me. I think that we, uh, we've come on something great. And I think not just myself. Again, Stephen Sloan in America, they did an amazing job with their characters as well. And this comes from the tutelage of Wilson Mui and Anne LeMay and the people that were involved while we were filming. I think, you know, one one thing that fans are always curious about story-wise is, is seeing if this story is essential to this universe. Do you get a sense early on on, on a project on if, if a story feels like it's reaching that level? Because we know comic book fans and gamers are two of the most passionate fan bases out there. And so did, did you get an inkling early on that, yeah, this story is is an essential story that can be told here? Yes, hands down. But again, that's my personal bias. Um, mm -hmm. You know, somebody had found an image of, of, of uh, Superboy with uh, Tim Tim Drake on his, <laughs> on his cell phone. Or, you know, it's like, how did you, did you, did you, wow, you guys are good. Like you guys are catching <laughs> Easter eggs. There are so many Easter eggs throughout this project. You know, you're going to play through it. You're going to have all of Nightwing's story but every cinematic for each character is different. 
So they're all going to have their own feel. They're all going to have their own life. So you can play this game four times through. It's basically four different games in one. And um, yeah, yeah. And with that, each are so true to each of these heroes, their, their, their storylines. So you're going to learn so much about the characters if you don't know. But you're also going to, if you do know, you're going to see and uh, relive a lot of these nostalgic uh, Easter eggs that they planted. See, that's something I'm really excited about, too, is just that I, I feel, at least anyway, like some of the films that they produce, I, I feel like they've been all over the place. There doesn't seem to be a lot of consistency in, in one story. They all, A lot of them seem like one-offs. Do you think, or, or, or tell me, I guess, you know, with this being that next iteration within that, that Batman universe, um, I mean, just that shift from it being Batman uh, and, and focus on Batman to now opening up and, and being able to explore these other characters. What do you think fans or how are fans going to take that and, and being able to continue uh, this fabulous story? My first thought is um, the only constant in life is change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to play the same thing over and over and over again, by all means, there are classic video games you can play if you want to play Batman, Bruce Wayne. And I do. I'll go back to that storyline all the time. Arkham Asylum some of the best series. Mm -hmm. But again, change is happening. So... Now you don't just get one hero, you get four versatile heroes that are all different, that are all amazing, that are all, uh, they're going to hold true and you're going to relate to one of them and you're going to be able to customize these characters in so many ways. Uh, so you're going to be able to take these heroes and make them your own, which is so much fun in itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, to me, the passing of the torch is, is, is inevitable. So I'm very excited. You know, this this team has been given a huge uh, a huge obstacle is how do you promote a video game in which you kill the hero that everyone wants to be? How do you kill Batman? And that's what this video game is. It's it's an amazing nod to our childhood hero, but at the same time, it's an introduction to the heroes who have always been kind of sidekicks and not giving the opportunity to shine through and i think this world is going to be so much fun guys like i'm telling you i played the other day at dc headquarters and i was like oh my gosh i'm not supposed <laughs> to say this but it was amazing <laughs> when you do get to play the game with with the rest of us here uh if you were not playing nightwing which character would you choose oh that's that's tough because i'm i'm I love Red Hood. I think he's amazing. I love Batgirl. I think she's amazing. But I also love the idea of uh, of Robin kind of being able to, like, you know, uh, uh, teleport around. And and again, it, it's just a really really cool world. But I think personally, I would probably choose Batgirl just because she's a badass man and it's so cool to see strong <laughs> leaders that are women in this world that are superheroes you know go ahead lucas oh i was gonna say so uh, we were lucky enough to talk to steven uh, uh a little while ago uh long before uh, we could get into any real details about gotham knights here but 
I'm going to ask you a hypothetical question here, just between you and Steven. Uh, if I were on the street injured and I had a bunch of criminals rushing toward me, who should I trust the most to save my life, you or Steven? <laughs> me, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I love Steven, but Steven, Steven's an anti-hero. He's like, he's going to see it, but like, does it bother me? Nah, not at all. And he's going to continue drinking his little... High iced tea with boba, like he, yeah, he's gonna do his thing. Me, my problem is I'm Captain Savaho, where I'm like, I gotta help, and I'm gonna run over and do something stupid and get my butt kicked. I'm like, get out of here, kid. Let me take the burden, you know, like whatever. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, honestly, I think I think uh, you better save my number and get rid of Steven. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is good to know. That is really good to know. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> if it was like, hey, Steven, um, we're looking to, you know, you give him a little heads up. Hey, man, you want to knock some heads? He's going to be like, who, who are these guys we're beating up? And then be like, so-and-so. And you get to flex your muscles. And he's going to be like, yes, absolutely. He's <laughs> your go-to. He's your ride or die. He's, and he's dangerous. Like I said, I felt his power. Mm-hmm. Me, um, I train boxing, wrestling, taekwondo, jujitsu. Like, I train martial arts and stuff. But getting hit by him, it was different. It was, it was different. He's that guy. Like I said, <laughs> I love it. Let, let me add too. So, we know the the game's about to launch here. Are, do you ever like go back or or go online and see what people are saying or people reaching out to you just to give you your thoughts and and what kind of things are are have people said to you I guess because I'm already the community building and people that are excited to play this game is out there so uh you know what would you say I guess to to the folks that are anticipating this game and can't, and can't wait to play uh, well the questions go from, you know, when's the release date to Ms. Batman alive to, I mean, you know, who, who are the supervillains? And, um, I can't answer anything to be honest. I'm, I, I'm mm-hmm. legally bound to, uh, know my role. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, in the end it's, 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 uh, the marketing speaks for itself. You know, people in the beginning were complaining. And yes, and yes, I go through Twitter and I, I read as much as I possibly can to see the hate as well as the love. Because, you you know, there's the yin and yang and the people are hating on the project. That means they care. You can't jump into a project and be like, this sucks if you didn't care about learning more about it, right? So I'm like, right. hey, good for you, man. I'm glad you're even looking at the project. Thank you. Because that engagement helps our project. But again, mm-hmm. the marketing has been incredible as you see they're starting to they dropped you know clayface and harley and they're dropping all the the villains and mr freeze and and they're explaining more of the story they're showing more of the city they're showing game the gameplay the actual uh, the mechanics behind the way they're fighting they even showed at san diego comic-con we had a panel out there and you know i'm sitting next to to mr snyder himself who created the court of owls and he's explaining writing for batman and and you know, all of that played into it. But while we were there, they 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 um, they showed the videos of us doing performance capture. You know, mm-hmm. actually in the the suits and how the steps it takes to then create the video game. So from beginning to end, but they're showing just the highlights. They're not even showing every part of the game. So yes, again, going back to that, you guys are going to be blown away. You guys truly are. 
the the co-op untethered world is just so much fun man did you always want to be an actor yes yeah my dad was in the navy and when he was deployed he'd record himself reading books to us as kids me and my sisters i'm the youngest my older sister candace has down syndrome beautiful angel my other sister melody um and then me being the youngest he would read us stories and we would watch my dad on tv and i always wanted to be like my dad he was my role model so then my mom would, you know, have the camcorder and she would record us and it was these big old like shoulder rig, you know, and she'd, she'd be recording <laughs> us and, and I'd be like, Hey ma, Hey pops, what's up, dude? You know, me doing my thing. I'm going to get big and buff like you. And I'm like this skinny little kid. But I recently saw one of those videos like, Oh my God, I'm such a, such a cringe fest. But you know, I was just being silly. Like I was trying to be like my dad. He's intelligent, hyper intelligent. He's, he's. And he's such he has such humility, and, and he's a, just a really strong man who runs seven miles a day. And again, I, I wanted to be like him. And if he was on TV and he was working out all the time, that's what I needed to do. I needed to do that. So um, at 18, I finally got the guts, and I, I went for it. And um, I've been doing it since I was 18, and I'm almost 40 now. So I've been doing it a while. If if you could go back and like visit your your younger self there and be like and just tell them this is what's ahead of you. Do you think did, in your wildest dreams, do you think it would have led to where you are today? You know what I would tell them? I would say, Hey dude, one day you're going to be on land parties and you're going to be, <laughs> be talking to the coolest guys. You better be ready for that. Get your head out of your butt and do it. And it's like, Oh, my younger self would be like land parties. Really? Holy moly. <laughs> A finalist. Are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, that's just, just the way it is, man. So I would have worked twice as hard. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. Uh, again, Christopher, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Again, we said October 21st, uh, Gotham Nights is dropping. I, I, I am pumped. I know there are a ton of people that are pumped. Is there anything that you want to leave us on? I just uh, thank you guys. Continue to vote for land parties. These guys are amazing. Such positive and optimistic energy. They're very experienced in video games. Obviously, it shows and uh, in the acting world as well. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just honored to be here. So please continue watching land parties. You guys have my support. And if you guys ever want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram at Mr. Christopher Sean. Awesome. Thank you again so much, my friend. Really appreciate it. Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, brother? Splatoon still has got its hold on me. I don't, right? Yeah, it I, does. I have, I cannot tell you how many times I've been like, I'm just going to play a game. And the matches are only three minutes, mind you. And then I'll look and it's like an hour and a half later. I'll be like, well, <laughs> so much for whatever productivity stuff I was supposed to do. That's probably going to be it, though. We might be in the 80s as our high this weekend, Ryan. So if that's the case, oh, wow. I want to do something outdoors because it's finally getting cool enough. Uh, to be outside where I don't melt. What about you, Ryan? What do you got going on this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to be going to TwitchCon uh, this weekend. It's my birthday. Um, I, I am super pumped to just get out, meet some, and see old streaming friends. Uh, I'm be kicking it with the Voodoo Ranger crew as well. So that is that is my weekend. It is going to be fantastic. Not a lot of gaming, but I might do a little IRL streaming. So uh, we shall see. But thank you guys so 
so much again for joining us here on Land Parties. And don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Land Parties Pod, at Lucas Egan, or at Smitty2447. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you already know what it is. We love your faces. Yeah.